0: Your self-mastery, your mastery of your authenticity, your mastery of your energy, not just your actions, right? Because I think that's a big difference is, <laughs> you know, we can all show up and like air quotes, do the right thing, right? Meet expectations, right? Go and be nice to someone because it meets an expectation or go and do that thing because you'll think you'll receive X in return, right? Right. That is still societal expectations. That is not giving. So as we have that Saturn retrograde, it's really calling you into integrity around matching intention with feeling with action.
1: This is Welcoming Wealth, spiritual nourishment for the magical soul. This podcast is for the coach, healer, and mystical creative who is in it for more than just the money. I'm your host, Meg Thompson, on a mission to support fellow powerful humans to step into your worthiness, deservingness, and to welcome more wealth. Welcome to the Akashic and Astrology Forecast with me, Meg Thompson, and Casey Dene. We're both really excited you're here and glad you're here. You know, our whole intention for these monthly forecasts are to support you to navigate the energetic waves or the energetic. Um, weather that will be coming through for the month. So you have a map, you have a plan, you know what's going on and you can show up as your best self to optimize or to learn or to integrate. And that is really what's going on this month. That is why the theme is ease and grace and a little cha-cha because both the Akashic records and the astrology Is revealing to us that the weather is going to be a lot of opportunity to integrate, an opportunity to stay the course, and also opportunity to kind of backslide into those old habits and patterns that maybe you've been trying to really step out of. And so that's why this forecast is here, so you can be prepared, so you can prepare yourself. I also, <laughs> I had all these questions about astrology, and Casey's being amazing, being the amazing human that she is, is, has made two videos for us to help you learn how to, one, look at what's going on with this Saturn retrograde and how it's going to land in your chart, and two, um, a lunar how to look at your lunar return. I've always been curious about this always being since as long as I've known about astrology and how to utilize it. And so you can find those two tools in the show notes below. Highly recommend checking them out. And yeah, I mean, we just had a really great conversation. There's lots of juicy information in here and you are definitely not going to be disappointed. At least that's my intention. So thank you for being such an avid listener, showing up, being here. It really, really means a lot. And I love that so many of you take screenshots and you tag Casey and I, and you share it with your community because that's the intention, right? The more people who have this information, the more people who understand how to work with these energies, Ideally, the more of us who are consciously moving forward instead of just projecting our bullshit onto other people. Hey, everybody wins. All right. So without further ado, I give you June's astrology and Akashic forecast. Thank you, Casey, for being here. Happy to be here as always. Mm-hmm. So I feel like we might have missed this last month or we talked about it a little bit, but what is it like in the natural world around you right now?
0: Oh, it's amazing and gorgeous and just overflowing. The wild roses are in bloom. So everything smells good. We have peonies out my ears, which is amazing. Yes. Everywhere mm-hmm. leaves are fully fleshed out. Um, and then also like, Oh, you know, it's birdsong in the morning and just everything's so alive. Tomatoes are growing huge. Um, and then I actually had my first encounter or with a fisher cat. And it's the first time I've ever had a wildlife continue to run at me while I was talking to it. Um, and I think it wanted my cat horrifically, but... Yeah. I've never in my life had wildlife continue coming at me. What, like when, when doing that and I'm waving my arms around like a maniac. So life is super all over the, are like overflowing. And that also means all facets and all the nuances and all the different pieces of it. What about you?
1: Yeah. yeah, I feel you. What did you say came at you? Cause you cut out for like a second.
0: Oh, a Fisher cat
1: a fisher they're, cat. I don't know what that is.
0: They're like giant weasels and they're yeah, like it looked like a like my brain initially went fox. And then uh-huh. I was like, wait, that's a flat tail. What was that? Um and then I found out.
1: Cool. Crazy. Wow. They're a little crazy. Scary. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Quite aggressive sounds like. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes yes um very similar here i have said out loud probably like 10 times like i love the smell of the sierras in the summer even though it's not summer yet but it's warm you know we live in the mountains we're at five thousand feet so our seasons are weird you know it'll snow one day and then be 80 degrees the next day um but all of the lilacs are starting to Bud and bloom, and my hot like just my whole area smells like lilacs, which is amazing. I did plant so many kale babies and spinach babies, and something ate all of them. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, you little stinker!" <laughs> such as life as, as having a garden, (laughs) um, all of the strawberry flowers are starting to bloom, which is exciting. I love strawberries. Unfortunately, we had a big frost. So all of the cherries I think are not going to be in bloom this year. We're not going to get much fruit. Um, same with a lot of the apple blossoms too. We just had such a late frost. Mm -hmm. So that'll be interesting. But yeah, all in all, it's like 70 degrees every day and it's sunny and it's not crazy windy and it smells like pine needles and manzanita and just the most magical. I love living in the Sierras. Um, Yeah. And I just like the life. It makes me so happy. Spring makes me so happy. It's like such a respite from the intensity that can be winter and, and like all of the dark places i'm like i can be barefoot and frolic and smell things
0: (laughs) frolicking i think like hits it on the head
1: Mm -hmm. oh yeah frolicking i've been frolicking and jumping on the trampoline like crazy with the kids they're like mommy come jump with me i'm like oh my gosh mommy pees her pants every time she jumps (laughs) she's had too many kids (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. TMI. Sorry. But I'm sure a lot of the moms listening are like, oh my God. Yes.
0: <laughs> I'm sure.
1: <laughs> yeah. I love spring and it's Gemini season and Gemini season is just a whole different feeling. It's such a different vibe. I feel like, um, yeah. So I, I guess with that Keith, why don't I pass it over to you and you can tell us a little bit about, um, what's going on with the astrology.
0: Yeah. Well, it is of course, Gemini season. And I think one of the things that I've always loved about Gemini season is it's like, as soon as you think you've got everything down, you have to start back over from square one. Like I was seriously, I was like walking around the farm and I was like, I think I have a flower essence for everything that comes in bloom here. And then I was like, Oh, but not the forget me nots. Like they're staring at me in the face. You know, I found toothache plant and different things. It's always like recreating and seeing everything in a new, new eye and new sense. But so most of June, of course, is in Gemini season. But then as we first step into June, June 3rd, we have Mercury goes direct, which, woo, yay, Mercury goes direct, but also be mindful of the shadow period that continues to the 18th. And now this is when Mercury goes direct, it's in a Taurus still. So, and we're, if you're listening to this, we're already back in Taurus with Mercury and Taurus. And so the energy is a little bit more, it's wanting you to pay attention to how you are, how do I put it? Turning your thoughts into physical sensations, whether that's actions with your body, you know, it's kind of like, when we're doing this mindset work or this up link with mercury retrograde, while it's still in the Taurus piece, it's this moment of like, okay, I've created this mindset shift. I've had this conversation, you know, is it like you put your hand on your partner's lap when you're having that difficult conversation or is it, do you actually do that breast massage that you, you know would be the right thing to do and check for things and all the things, right. It's actually making those changes. Um, but by the time it goes, um, well, then it'll move back into Gemini. Um, And that's where the shadow would end on the 18th.
1: Okay. Yeah. So I love that. I'm sure a lot of people are like deep breath. Okay. Mercury, this Mercury retrograde has been quite a lot for me. Um, (laughs) So I'm really grateful for your um, freebie, which I'll just drop again in the show notes so people can check that out. But so we've got June 3rd, Mercury goes direct, be mindful of the shadow period until the 18th. And then I love this piece around like the energy of wanting you to pay attention to how you're turning your thoughts into physical sensation or physical actions. Beautiful. I love that. Yeah. Okay, cool. And then, so I did this in like a trance state. So we'll see. I don't remember anything that, I, that came through the Akashic forecast. So let's see what it says. So it says... June is stay the course. In the time before time, when the world wasn't ruled by timekeepers, there was malleability and flexibility. The reality air quotes states were diff were certainly wait, weren't certain they were ever changing and evolving. The only time seasonal, the only deadline, winter. This time is coming. The spaciousness that isn't artificial, but deeply aligned with the natural rhythms of the world is here. It's here and all you, air quotes, have to do is shift into this timeline. So the first week of um, June for the Akashic forecast says, the first week of June is a doozy in the sense that there's ample opportunity for integration. This is where all you learned, all that was kicked up in the full moon eclipse and mercury retrograde will land. Will you integrate and learn the lesson or will you try to cling on to the old ways? Are you open to what will come from releasing your commitment to suffering? When you feel the sharp edge of the air quotes pain and fear you've been avoiding, you create space. For miracles to move in and crowd out anything that's no longer yours to carry. The past is not a badge of honor. It's a heavy bag. You're being gifted the opportunity of clarity that comes from being present in your life here and now. In the midst of all that is humanness, that is... Okay, wait. In the midst of all that is humanness, that is. Will you integrate? Will you learn the lesson and move on? The choice is ultimately in your hands.
0: Mm. I love that. And that does align very, very much so. With June 4th, we have Saturn going retrograde. So all of these pieces that you're talking about, about staying the course of integration. I mean, I personally, Saturn gets such a bad rap in astrology, but Saturn is the teacher. Saturn is the one making sure that you're fully learned the lesson. You know, it's kind of like when you were at school and that, one teacher goes, Hey, you've been doing quite well, but what are you not getting here? It takes that time to like sit with you a little bit longer to be like, I want you to master this. I want you to ace this mastery is a big word for Saturn. And so when Saturn goes retrograde and this Saturn retrograde is marked by the North node, which is to say, when you're talking about saying the course, this is a make or break kind of scenario of are you going to commit, stay committed to the path that you were originally on, or are you going to backslide into where you were when you first started, which is south node? And anytime we're, we're still with Saturn and Aquarius, and this is mastery of of two things, really, maybe three. Let me get the list out. But <laughs> is number one Saturn and Aquarius is mastery of yourself. It is mastery of your own energies, mastery of authentic expression. And Saturn in Aquarius wants you to ignore societal expectations and do you have to own up to your own desires, path, mastery. Um, and then also the other side of this is Saturn is requiring a giving back, a giving of self. So when we actually look at Aquarius in mythology, it's the water bearer, but it's that moment where we have you, you Capricorn is like self-mastery Aquarius is you have self-mastered to the point that you're willing to go out and help your community. You're willing to show up with your kids in a certain way or, or show up in your business in a certain way. Um, and so as that's gone retrograde, your self mastery, your mastery of your authenticity, your mastery of your energy, not just your actions, right? Because I think that's a big difference is, (laughs) you know, we can all show up and like air quotes, do the right thing right? Meet expectations, right? Go and be nice to someone because it meets an expectation or go and do that thing because you'll think you'll receive X in return, right? That is still societal expectations. That is not giving. So as we have that Saturn retrograde, it's really calling you into integrity around matching intention with feeling with action. Um, and trying to stay in balance of that and keeping in mind that is the way to get to your, that end goal, that path that you've committed to, (laughs) there are few things in life that don't require you to be better than your previous self to achieve it. And so that path you've committed to is asking that balance of those things to enter into that next stage and to ironically get the thing that you wanted to get to get, be on that path. Right. Um, and Saturn's going to be retrograde until October 24th, um, where it will end its retrograde at eight degrees Aquarius and, It begins it at, so it's, it's covering eight degrees Aquarius to 21 degrees Aquarius. So if you have a planet between eight and 21 degrees Aquarius, this retrograde is going to cross over one of your personal planets. This will be the second hit of a Saturn transit for you to whatever planet is there and in conjunction.
1: Awesome. Okay, cool. That's super helpful. And, you know, for those of you who love this, but maybe you're not really sure how to look at those transits or those conjunctions, can you share a little bit of how they can find that? Yeah. Or can they, can they look on like, say they've got the pattern app and they can, they can put all their information and see like, okay, I've got Aquarius here. I've got, you know, um, or is that too complex right now?
0: You have touched on my like, hatred of the pattern app, because it will not tell you. It's like, it's trying to make it some grand mystery. It's like, no, you can't learn. We have to tell you for you. Um, and so, and then there's, there are other apps. So uh, I recommend time passages. It's a free app. Most people that I've encountered can get their transits for free. Some people say that's an issue. I can't tell if that's by country by phone, but most people by poll, the home time passages. And it will tell you, you can also go to Mm astroseek.com. Um, and I will send Meg. I'll probably just make a YouTube video. Let me commit to that and write it down. I will make a YouTube video with links and I will send it to Meg and I will personally teach you and show you how to do this.
1: (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. I didn't mean to like put pressure on you, but that's awesome. That's so amazing that you're going to do that. Thank you. (laughs) Because I'm, I'm like Aquarius. Okay. That's so of course I immediately think about my own chart and I didn't mean the pattern app. I actually meant the time passages app because that's what I use. Okay. So there we go. (laughs) Uh, I actually hate the pattern app myself. It's not my jam. I didn't like it, but, um, (laughs) Casey, Eric said, just, just said, no, 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 no. Yeah. I, um, yeah. Because my um, mid heavens in Aquarius. Okay. So I, there's no planets there. I don't think it's just my mid heaven.
0: That would still be there. So, yeah. Okay. So if it's between that eight to 21 degrees Aquarius, mm-hmm. which, and of course, I've got your chart, it is not your no. your midheaven is 27 degrees aquarius. So this does not currently apply to you until no. Saturn comes and hits that uh, about after it goes back direct and hits 24 degrees aquarius is when you, you'll start going undergoing that transit and you'll probably only go through it once.
1: Uh, Interesting, cool.
0: Which makes that all of those things true when it's that time.
1: Yes. Yes. Amazing. Oh, I'm so excited for everybody to see this YouTube video that I just inadvertently pressured you into making.
0: <laughs> no, it'll be super, I always like, I, I want to be able to teach people and the things and all of the things, um, because I think there is something so important about learning this, you know, and I, yeah. I think, especially look at Dorothy, Dorothy's 97 years old. If you learn a a smidgen of astrology every single year, or a smidgen of herbalism or a smidgen of Reiki or any of these things, it, it, it's not going to go away. It's not going to be irrelevant at any juncture in your life. So I'm all about it. I'm excited to do it.
1: (laughs) Okay, good. I'm glad you do it because it's really, really helpful. I know I found it really helpful and I love sharing it with everybody else because astrology is one of those things that's so nuanced you know, so it's really awesome to have a guide that can, that you trust that you're like, okay, Casey can make this complex. Like what the hell is this degrees and Aquarius to like, oh, okay, that's what that is. I understand.
0: Yes. Thank you. Thank you. And it always, and just for the record, if anybody has astrology questions, please ask them to me because I thrive on that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. Good. Okay, good. Um, And then I wanted to say one thing. Oh, and Dorothy, for those of you who don't know, that is Casey's astrology teacher who she's been working with for years and she's 97 and she's like amazing and such a beautiful, I've never met her of course, but from what I hear is such a amazing, like vault of incredible information around astrology. Uh,
0: Incredible. Incredible. And everybody's going to like get properly introduced to her because She is actually, I had a branding photo shoot and I thought, I'm going to turn it into a Dorothy photo shoot. And she has a hand embroidered dress that she made for moon ceremonies because her best friend was this woman named Camille, who was an astrologer, but she was also Welsh and came from a long line of what we would traditional witchy woman, like multiple matrilineal generations, and she go to her moon circles. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and I'm gonna try and put her in a peony crown. Um so don't worry, everybody's gonna get to see the beautiful Dorothy. Um oh, I love so yes, I'm super Yay. excited.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh, I love that. Yeah, we got to get like a Dorothy audio clip to put in the podcast.
0: I know. Well, I'll have to get her to introduce herself. She is a Leo rising, but she has a, she has a Scorpio to in the fourth house, which is to say she pretends like she doesn't want to be seen, but she really kind of does. She just likes to be deeply in control of that. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So good. So So
1: good. Okay, cool. Okay. So Um, the last thing that we talked about was the Saturn and retrograde. And then that ends on October 24th and people need to be, they, you're going to get a video from Casey that she's going to teach you how to look at if you've got Aquarius between eight degrees and 20, if yeah, eight degrees and 21 degrees, right. Yeah. There are planets in there that are going to be affected by this Saturn retrograde. Yes. Look at me. I'm learning a lot from our podcast. (laughs) okay cool so is there more for that first week or no okay cool so then we'll move on to the akasha let's see what we've got holy guacamole where am i week two okay okay week two this week mixes up the energy with some fiery action take the actions you've been only taking in your head release the trap of overthinking and analyzing every single potential consequence. If you take the action, you know, in your body, mind, and soul is right for you. Baby steps create change. Not thinking about steps.
0: (laughs) Oh, I love that. I love that so much. Okay. So on the 11th, We have Venus coming in conjunction with Uranus and Taurus. Now Venus rules Taurus, which is to say, this is already a powerful conjunction, but when the ruler is coming in, that whole signs, basically imagine Venus as the queen of a kingdom. And she walks up onto the, where the the throne is. And somebody just comes up and slaps her across the face, right? It's, it's a little bit of a lot. It's a little bit of a lot on the personal level just like what meg was saying you have to take the action but in venus it's also you have to be willing to receive that help you know we can all go so far but if you're not asking for what you need if you're not asking for that specific change that needs to be made um And then also actually being open to receive it. You know, I always go back. I think it's probably the secret because I remember watching this or reading this when I was like 15, but it was talking about this woman deeply wanted a husband. And then the person walked into her house and she had clothes in all the closets, right? There was no room for anybody else's clothes in this house. And it was definitely a two-person house. And so they were like, well, listen, you've never made room in your life for this person, right? So how are you going to make room in your life? And bonus, like, go ahead and start now. Um, And then also on like, I I don't like to dive too deeply into mundane astrology. And mundane astrology is like when we're talking about world events. I talk about them sometimes, but I'm more interested in y'all hit me up in 35, 40 years. I will talk everyone's ear off about mundane astrology because I will have lived it. Um, but when we're seeing this Venus in or Taurus and Venus, both have money connotations with Uranus where we can see one way or another, which way the stock market's going to go or what that shakeup is going to be. And then also if you've been following some of the European conflict, just conflict in general, um, <clears throat> Venus is having a really strong connotation with, um, Allies of the United States. So we may see some movement or some news that really gives some clarity about what, what direction we're moving in in regards to that situation. Um, and then, are you good <laughs> for me to talk about the 14th?
1: Yeah, go for it.
0: Okay. So the 14th is just the full moon in Sagittarius um and this is squaring off to neptune and one of the big pieces in this is basically anytime we're we're, we're in i so sun in gemini moon in sagittarius this is this moment gemini is learning to do things it's basic stuff right it's basic information it's not mastery Jupiter and Sagittarius is, is mastery. This is the person who's been doing the same thing for 50 years. This is the, the monk on the Hill or, you know, the teacher who's about to retire kind of deal. And so when we're in this space, wherever you're feeling you're moving, you're trying to transition, having basic information into becoming an expert or the other way around one or the other is you're really being asked to stop trying so dang hard. Stop trying to finagle strategy, uh, do a million things and surrender. Like when's the last time your brain went quiet when you like it's breakthrough kind of energy, but it's not going to happen if you are trying to force it or let's put it in the scenario of like you do elaborate full moon rituals, and I'm not saying that you do elaborate full moon rituals every full moon, and you're trying to get as specific as possible. And all of the things, and this one is can you just sit down and go, Creator, Universe, God, please take this away from me? You know, man, I want this so badly, or you know, the, the like full blast of I'm. I'm, I'm here, I'm available, use me in whatever way (laughs) feels best, right? Starting to harness that energy, gain that expansion and growth and, and a little bit of turning base metal into gold kind of deal simply by surrendering and being okay. Not knowing the clarity pieces, feel it instead of strategizing it.
1: Mm, I love that in so many multiple ways. Like it's so serendipitous because I just pre recorded a podcast episode that's going out on the 14th. That's all about like how to actually surrender. <laughs> <laughs> Perfectly timed <laughs> with this amazing woman who says she's a perfectionism slayer. And I, I was like, yes. So I just love that that's going out then.
0: <laughs> how very Virgo.
1: Mm, mhm. And That's she has no it, So that is amazing. Um I have a really random side question, Casey. Okay. Ready for it? I think so. Okay. So you often say that you're not super into like following the moon, like doing a new moon circle or a full moon, and I've never understood why.
0: Okay. Okay, here's the deal. Um, the moons are the collective's moons. You are influenced by them. You are strongly influenced by them when they are conjunct one of your planets. Same thing when I talk about eclipses, right? Um, so, like this last eclipse was conjunct my Mercury. I am going through in the South Node as well. There's I was influenced strongly by it. It was giving lessons in my personal life and energy into my personal life. If you're not having that happen, there's a few things. If you are a bleeding woman, that cycle impacts you far more than the moon. First off, second off is you have your own lunar return. So when we talk about setting intentions with the new moon and releasing once you hit the full moon, you have your own new moon. You mm. have your own start to a cycle every single month. And, and then also <laughs> when we get into astrology, you know, I think there's so much get, getting caught up in like, well, the moon's waxing and the moon's waning and like, can I do this? And can I do that? And it's just like, oh my gosh, but there's cycles within cycles, within cycles, within cycles. And if you're not sure where you are on the cycle, um it can be confusing on which way you may be in a cycle of massive action personally and then the collective sitting here saying one thing and that doesn't align with you however what i will say if is if you are not into details and you are not interested in knowing all the happenings and going on and want to be connected to cycles and want to be connected and have this this one thing in your life that is cyclical and grounding and it feels good to you by all means do that do not listen to me if you are a precise precisionist (laughs) and want to delve and deepen and deepen then I would love for you to explore more I'd love for you to start exploring your lunar
1: return Mm -hmm. amazing and can you point us in the right direction of how do we understand our own personal lunar return okay (laughs) So I'm going to make another YouTube video. <laughs> oh my god. I'm, guys, no, no, I love just, you Casey.
0: This is this is so good. <laughs> um but if you're like listening to this and I will make it before that, I'll make it this weekend. Um is first up you need to find out when your lunar return is. You go into Astroseek, write down when your lunar return is. Um Google astro lunar return calc, put in your birth date information. It will give you the dates. Um, once you get there, if you are already like wanting to get meta with this, then you want to look at where the lunar return ascendant falls in your natal chart. Yay.
1: Yay. Oh. By house, by house. Okay. Lunar return ascendant falls in your chart by the house. Yes. Okay. Well, great. I've got to ask because I've been, I have literally been wondering, wondering this for like six months. I've been like, what? I don't, cause I go to a, I go to a new moon circle with my friend. Like my friend hosts a new moon circle every month and I go as much as I can. And then every time I go, I'm like, okay but why does Casey say this? I'm so, I don't know.
0: <laughs> well, and I have it, to take it another look. It's the same thing that I have with like, I'm going to, I'm going to go on a rant. Okay. Pop culture astrology. It used to be the horoscopes in the newspaper. There is no way you can make relevant horoscopes to the entire public. And that's just based off where the moon is. Okay. So what happens? That's how astrology came into the mainstream and everybody went, oh, astrology is not real. Those crazy horoscopes, they just make up stuff. And now that we have in social media culture, the new pop culture of astrology is whole house signs, not to say wholesale signs aren't valid for some people, like, like everybody has their own system, but I think it's misused by a lot of astrologers because it's easier to make content and new moons and full moons is the new version of pop culture astrology it's not real. And I just, I want to be that voice out there that goes, this is such a intricate, precise, incredible tool. And it can also, and you can relate to these things that have them show up in your life and absolutely go to the new moon circle. I mean, like we all need friends, please do that. Um, I mean, even Dorothy, Dorothy had, she's going in her full, in her ceremonial gown, but I always encourage people to go. That's not that's not the, the meaty bit. That's the surface. That's the, that's the horoscope in your Sunday newspaper.
1: That's all. Yes. No, thank you. I love that. Um, I love the the podium dismount. Okay. Um, so good. (laughs) Good. No, it's so good. And I, I'm so open to alternative perspectives, right? Like I love that you love your craft so much and you're so devoted to it that you want people to understand that it's not just pop astrology, like there's depth to it and there's nuance to it. And it's like, so also, so Scorpio. So I, I just really enjoy that.
0: <laughs> it's him. It's
1: him. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. So we ended with the full moon. Is that all you have for that week? Can I move on?
0: All I have for that week. You can move
1: on. Okay. So now we're on to week three. Balance your head with your heart. Balance your heart with your intuition. The days of outsourcing your inner knowing are gone. Time is just a made up constraint. What is real is your life, or life rather. (laughs) Life is real. How richly do you wish to exist this time while you're incarnated in the body you're in? how do you wish to exist? You are the gift. All that makes you believe you're not is false evidence appearing real.
0: Mm. I love that. I love that. Sorry. You've got me all in my fields over here.
1: Mm. It makes me think of my mom. My mom always like, since I was probably a preteen. <laughs> Since I was a preteen, you know, she'd be like, Megan, fear is just false evidence appearing real. It's not real.
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's like, that's like a wisdom drop phrased as a dad joke. (laughs) That's amazing.
1: Linda, Linda, coming in. I love my mom. She's so funny. I love
0: that. Wow, and that's such a good thing to be telling you at a preteen age.
1: Oh yeah. Another one was Megan. Worrying is always praying for what you don't want. So quit praying for that.
0: <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant.
1: Yes. Feisty.
0: Okay. Yes. Yeah. I have the opposite end to that. Love my mom she's the biggest Pisces and worry word ever. Um, okay, v- so for that week, twenty second, we have Venus and Gemini, which is all of those pieces that you were talking about, especially in the beginning, and matching your heart with your head, right? Is this basically does the opposite? We're taking our hearts and sticking them in our heads <laughs> which can make things go a little wild. And again, Gemini is this this moment of you're you're just, but have you ever made a um almost like a collage but it was like a nature collage I remember like you go and you select all these things that just call to your heart's desire and then suddenly you wrap them up together and it's beautiful and you call it art and it is art right that's Venus and Gemini so please don't deny your heart's desire you don't know what you're being pulled to um how it's gonna fit in just make sure you know I, like on the, the like most t- not toxic into this, but like, it, it might not be that person you're being drawn to is like your future lover. It may just be, you're meant to have that conversation with someone or something like that. Um, and then on like the dating realm is this is the time. Like if you have a partner who doesn't want to do stuff with you or doesn't want to do the things that you do, or isn't really up for stuff, or maybe you're that partner. Um, cause I'm that partner. Um, <laughs> You know, this is the moment of like, go out of your box, try something new, um, go to a different restaurant, go crazy, go to like a mazed in garden or try one of those escape rooms, you know, do something, you know, if something calls to your heart, go ahead and do it in this season.
1: Hmm. I like that. I like that. Mix it up. I love that with the partnership too, you know, cause we can get so like ingrained in how we do things. And it's so important to mix it up
0: for sure. For sure. I am actually going to a maze garden because my husband definitely would not listen to this podcast. Um, but he is a Venus in Gemini. And I was like, Oh, Oh no, I am not speaking his love language at all. Staying at home on the weekends.
1: <laughs> so, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, my husband's Venus in Capricorn everything's in Capricorn
0: yes so he wants you to stay home and admire his projects and say he's done a great job but look how much you've accomplished
1: <laughs> that is literally you literally nailed it like I, I was writing about that in my journal this morning I was like why do I get irritated when I feel like all he wants me to do is compliment his projects <laughs>
0: And I mean, if you do, if you, you, if you do, that's just, I mean, he's going to be the tallest man in the world.
1: <laughs> I, will, I will work on that. That'll be me getting out of my comfort zone. I think you'll get a laugh out of this. I was, I was like sitting there the other day and I'm like, Ryan, I'm pretty sure you're OCD. And he was like, yeah, I'm totally OCD. I'm like, not like you think obsessive Capricorn disorder. I think that's what you have.
0: <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh i love that that is hilarious (laughs) and i will not go too deeply into that because i i also i also know somebody who has ocd it's not my husband but i know someone who has ocd and it's a special one
1: Oh Good times, good times. You know I I'm in relationship, I've been saying this for years, but it's always like it reminds me again and again and again like relationship is the playground of transformation. Mm-hmm. It really is where the transformation happens. And transformation is it always like, oh, we're so in love and everything's so beautiful and everybody's jiving and flowing. Like this morning I got told off by every member of my family because they didn't like the way I was doing something. And I just like, was like straight up, guys, you all may not like the way I do things. And I'm glad I can be a safe space for you to tell me that you don't like the way I do things, but I need you to remember that I'm the leader of this family. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Oh my goodness. Oh, that's hilarious. I, that's hilarious. Yeah. And I totally, I am such a big proponent of exactly what you're talking about. But also like, this is like, I deeply want intergenerational family. Like I grew up with intergenerational family and that's a whole other level of like, um, Cause you're literally, you're, you're sitting in the generational trauma and you're looking at it like every single day. And you're just like, whoa, clarity.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. I have a feeling that hardcore as we're on like about to embark on this big new journey for us. And like basically living with my outlaws, you know, it's like, okay, this is going to be a whole new can of adventure.
0: <laughs> it is, it is, but it's like. You know, I think we're so new to this nuclear family, like, and it's not, I mean, you're forced to grow and stretch and deepen in ways when you, when you do that, or when, or when you commit to any serious relationship, but especially if you commit to multiple serious relationships, because any day-to-day relationship is serious. So think about that with coworkers Um, Mm -hmm. is, is that energy of I've lost it i completely lost it i had something and i guess maybe like i just wasn't mercury retrograde saved me from embarrassing myself
1: (laughs) there you go yeah but i feel you there was this beautiful quote that came in and that's why i kind of went on this tangent because it was like i think it was from ram das and it was something along the lines of like your your children are born into the family in which they will grow as souls and as humans And you marry into the relationships that will help you grow. And, and that's, what's beautiful is you said the C word. I always think about that. Like when we're committed, then all of like the nuances and all of like the painful or like, wow, that was really annoying. You know, that's really annoying that you do that thing. Cause that's happens, right? You're like, wow, it's really annoying that you do that. And it's like, okay, but I can still love you or I can, I can shift these things about me, or I can be able to be like fluid and malleable Mm -hmm. instead of like, so static. And like, this is how I live my life, you know, or whatever relationships are so interesting in that respect. I always, I'm like, so fascinated by them. I often come back to our, um, our wedding vows whenever I've been having a hard time with my husband and like, I shift and I'm like, okay, like, clear conversation I always say our wedding vows back to him I say and they're like I love you for all that you are all that you're not and all that you're yet to be
0: beautiful
1: yeah that's some Venus energy right there
0: yes it is well and it's also Saturn energy Mm. because it's yeah Every relationship requires you to mold yourself and be in mastery of yourself because an annoyance, an annoyance is not mastery, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean it's not valid or you're not meant to have those feelings and all the things, but it courtesy is the elevation of that, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Of course, in miracles says, like, you know, the things that you think you're upset about are not actually the things you're upset about. You know, it's like all about looking at the, the anger that you're upset about is not actually what you're upset about. It's not actually what it is, you know, and, and from small to big, we always want to just think about the big things, but even those little nuanced annoyances, like you said, are taking us away from ourselves. And so then again, it comes back to the self-mastery, which I think, or at least in my life, I've experienced like relationship is the path to Mm self-mastery
0: and just like healing, in general, you know, I mean, yes, yeah, yeah, it's that not from personal experience, but definitely from personal experience, it's having that 30 minute long argument over, um, how you put the laundry detergent into the laundry machine. And then the like hour long discussion about what it was actually about, not about that, but still that kind of thing too. Like we need to have a solution for that. Um, and then, you know, like, Having a panic attack three days later and having to just be, you know, having to be held or having, you know, all the things, not from personal experience, but you know.
1: <laughs> Seriously, this is serious, <laughs> which moves me into like the beauty of week four, which is let love be your guide. <laughs> let love be your guide infinitely and always, and you will forever be the, on the right path going in the right direction, into the light. Don't turn away from scary truths and painful emotions. Shine the light of love and radical acceptance upon them. The disillusionment that comes from outward distraction and chaos appears only so you can realign with the truth. Love is the light that will always illuminate the best possible path moving forward. It can be in this moment, or in the next day, at any time when you are aware, notice and ask yourself, am I moving toward love or away from it? And with that answer, pivot as necessary. You don't need to be perfect to live a beautiful, fulfilling, impactful life. All you need to be is willing to let love into the dark spaces in your heart where you choose fear instead. Love has been and will always be the miraculous path. Choose it and walk in its light. Love the Akasha.
0: I love that one. You actually touched on both of the things um, that's happening that week. Um, so the very first thing, and they're actually happening on the same day. Um, so we'll talk, which is the 28th. We have the new moon in Cancer. And this new moon squares Jupiter and Aries. Okay. So again, new moons think of beginnings, especially if you have a planet at this, if you have a planet between, and I'll tell you this, and you can go watch the video to see if you have a planet there. If you have a planet between three degrees Pisces and I have to math 12 degrees Pisces. No, it's cancer. Excuse me. Oh my gosh between three and 12 degrees cancer, then this new moon impacts you in a very personal way. Okay, so this moon is about this energy. Okay, so cancer energy is this protection and there's two seasons anytime you have a cancer planet, whether that be your sun or it's your Jupiter, whatever. Um, is there's a season of comfort protection being in. This is a restoration process. This is an enjoying life. This is feeling all your feelings. And then there's the moment where you have to abandon all of your comfort, but abandon that zone and go out and be raw and be vulnerable and just be open to everything. I mean, this is kind of like, if you ever met a cancer person, they're like, Oh, they're so sweet. They're so kind. They're so tender. But if you like even mildly step into their comfort zone, they just immediately attack you. Like, it's just a like sweetest person ever to like just screaming argument. And you're like, okay. Um, yes. And so, but there's times where you have to go out and be that vulnerable and be that edge. And you have to actually face that fear. And the thing is, is if you felt like you've outgrown where you are, okay. This hermit crab analogy, if you feel like you've outgrown that shell, you cannot grow anymore in that circumstance. This new moon is going to bring about a beginning where you are going to have to choose expansion. You're going to to choose to go and find that other shell, but it's going to make you wildly uncomfortable. And there's no way to do this without facing your fear. There's absolutely no way. There's no comfortable way for you to grow without facing your fear. Um, And then the other piece of this happening on the same day is Neptune goes retrograde. So we're starting to get the impacts of multiple retrogrades. And now Neptune is going to be retrograde until December 4th. And it is a generational planet, which is to say it, I won't go there. It'll be fine. (laughs) But anytime we have Neptune retrograding, especially having Having it happen and coincide on the same day of this new moon, because that starts that beginning. So it carries this energy as well, um, of the facing the fear and the expansion and the pieces is when Neptune goes retrograde, it's turning faith internal. It's, you know, there's a lot of times where we can go to our friends or we can go to our family and we can say, or even like, um, a a coach or a religious person or a religious person. I'm thinking of like a Pope here for some reason. And I don't think that's accurate, but like there's someone you can turn to who can lend you their faith. They can lend you their hope, you know, or you can get it through books and TV or whatever. And then there's moments like this where it has to be something that's cultivated within you. It has to be something that you are giving the faith, the hope, the surety from that internal source. And again, this is definitely do Meg surrender because anytime we have Neptune in this, it is surrender. If you are taking up all this space with your thoughts about how things should go and who you are and the neuroses you have and the worries and the dreams and the hopes, there's no room for any of that growth, right? There's no room for it. And so it's going to require you to give up something of yourself. It's going to require you to abandon the hermit shell philosophy or not philosophy story here. It's going to require you to abandon something that you once felt you belong to because it no longer fits you. And then that's it. Pen down off the podium. That's, that's Jude.
1: (laughs) Yeah. You know, and as you were sharing all of that, it made me think a lot about like the potency and the power of grief Mm -hmm. and that there's very likely going to be grief that comes up around having to let go of the, the, the hermit shell, right? Having to let go of your shell, having to let go of that relationship, having to let go of the identity of who you thought you were recognizing that that's not who you want to be anymore. That's doesn't feel aligned anymore. And, you know, in this podcast episode that is coming out on the 14th, um, we talk about grief being the gateway to surrender. Like it's a very powerful, potent tool for surrendering. And so it just feels like it's it's such an ally to allow yourself to, to grieve, of course, to grieve those things, you know, and to grieve... Who you thought you would be and to grieve, you know, because often I think of a lot of like the big things, like maybe you're getting separated or divorced, or maybe, you know, you're moving out of the house that you've lived in, or maybe you're having a child. Like people don't even think about that. There's grief in going from the maiden to the mother and, and giving yourself the space to grieve and feel your feelings and cha-cha and to surrender feels like it would be a good ally during this time.
0: Absolutely. And I think the other important piece of this is when we're talking about cancer, we're also talking about the intuition or the instinct and which is body knowledge. And if you are going to be grieving, if you're going to have any excitement, even whatever those feelings, if you decide you want to disconnect from them, if you go, oh, I'm going to grow into this next chapter by disassociating or pretending I'm fine or pretending you're numbing the instinct that you need and the intuition you need to make the moves because it's not a mental energy, it's a body energy. Um, And if you don't acknowledge that grief or whatever the feeling is, then you also cannot access that intuition and instinct.
1: Mm, Yes, amen, amen to that. Okay. Is that all of it? Yeah. I mean, that's us, right? That's it.
0: That's that's a wrap.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, that's June, everybody. And Casey will be producing these videos that I <laughs> encourage sure to all my questions to make, I which do- is really cool.
0: Yeah. Well, and like I said, if, you, if there's something you want me to teach or know or anything, please send me a DM on Instagram. I may make a video instead of like, if, I may make a video or something instead of maybe, um, personalized advice. Um, but I'm definitely here for questions. I'm always anybody who wants to learn more.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, Casey. All right. Well, thank you everybody for being a part of this. And, you know, if you enjoy this forecast and you feel like it's really resonant to you, please share it on your social media and tag us at, at Casey Denae and at, I am Meg Thompson. And yeah, just share it with your friends and family, because our whole intention with this is giving you the tools to navigate the energies and navigate what's going on. So you can clearly just enjoy your life or move through the waves or ride the waves or the, you know, whatever is going to happen, with ease and grace and a little (laughs) cha-cha. I'm going to just, Start doing like YouTube videos in our conversations because there's there's so much facial expression and like hand movements that happen behind the scenes.
0: (laughs) There there really is. There really, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But no, no, I was just sitting here thinking, and I did a little head tilt because I was like, I was doing the cha-cha and I was like, that's just gonna be my thing for getting through June. It's like I'm in my body, I'm present, I'm here. (laughs)
1: and with that you're out thanks again folks for being here